This is episode five of the Mac Report, a whistle-stop tour of the week's results across the senior sides. Last week was a washout, but I was very pleased to welcome Helen and Claire from the women's and girls section, and they gave us an insight into what is available for women and girls who are keen to get involved. Give episode four a listen or contact the club for more details if you are interested. This week saw the ones and three Saturday fixtures rained off. So Chris France will step straight in and go up to the hockey to talk about the second 11's fixture versus Bowden. I believe there were a few discrepancies he would like to get off his chest and they're not cricket related necessarily. And I'll give him every opportunity to do this. Frenchie, you sent me a very early rain cancellation last week. Surely you must have thought there was a possibility this one was going to be delayed or impacted by weather as well. Well, you know me, Langers. Um, I'm a massive fan of a rain card. Any excuse to call off a game before 9.30 and be in a bar before midday is typically, you know, right up my street. However, you know, this time round, it was slightly different circumstances. Didn't look like the rain was quite as heavy at Bowden. And their captain was keen to play cricket, having missed the week before as well so now we headed down under you know review but it, it was going to be mostly wet uh, but we might have a chance sat around for about an hour and we had one five minute gap between the rain it wasn't raining very heavily but it was it was sort of raining enough to stop us going out we had one five minute gap and we just sort of ripped the covers off tossed up and, and, and got going it was just about worthwhile doing. <laughs> Excellent, Stephen. I've, I believe you had a little bit of a crowd there. Not sure how their behaviour shaped up for the day. Yeah, so um, I'll get on to that in a little bit if that's all right. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, we can save that. The behaviour was poor at best. Um, yeah. There's a couple of things which probably need to be put on the record and a few charges which might need to be brought. Yeah, we should note those down, ready for the first social of the season, potentially. Brilliant. So, uh, who won the toss, mate? I know we ended up batting first, didn't we? Yeah, so as you can imagine, with it raining for 70 minutes and delaying the game, um, I lost the toss and was promptly stuck into bat. Um, We actually got off to a fairly good start. So, after four different opening partnerships, we we finally had a a match-up which we batted together for the season. So, it was me and Mr Town. Put on 28 for first wicket before he was out LBW. Probably one of the most out LBWs I think I've ever seen in my entire life. He was followed quickly by Mr. Porter and then Porter Jr. And we actually got ourselves into a little bit of a mess at 66 for four, having been, you know, 43 for two. And um, with Tish departing for, for, for a duck. But, you know, come the hour, come for hero. And, and Jiggy, after being talked into playing sort of midway through the week, um, first game of the season, really stepped up, rightfully ran me out sort of for my fourth drug avoidance of the season, and then went back <laughs> to score 50 runs of his own. Ably supported by Alfie, who again was doing a massive favour and, and put his availability. You know, we sort of kept going. We, we stayed out there for the full 40 overs with um, Sam Hughes continuing his his trait of not being out in the uh, second team. One thing I do have to add on this, and, you know, this is the first of the charges to be brought this evening. Um, I do need to pull some attention to a rather controversial LBW decision against Vice-Captain Stuart Parks, who, first ball, instead of trying to use his bat to stop the ball hitting the stumps, used his pads and... Tish, despite twitching at the non-striker's end, managed to not give probably something that he would have been screaming about if he'd been bowling out. So that, that caused a little bit of a 
little bit of a challenge, but ultimately it meant that Matt finished 152 for nine off our 40 overs on, on what was a, a fairly wet and uh, an unforgiving death. I mean, a young Tom Isherwood coming into the side on the back of what was a, an outstanding world-class catch a couple of weeks ago. So he's probably going to be pretty disappointed that he, he didn't prove himself as a young player coming into this second eleven. Uh, we look at the team over the past couple of weeks, Chris, and um, there's been some different names in there. This one seemed a little bit more familiar and maybe had a little bit more stability around it. What do you reckon about that? Yeah, so I mean, we put out probably our oldest team of the year this week. I mean, if you think we, we actually had some proper adults playing for us, you know, Porter Senior, Isherwood, Alfie, Barney, Parksy, myself, you know, that's, that's a fairly, you know, it's a fairly mature team, partly down to availability. Um, as you probably noticed, we, we went without any sort of wicketkeeper this week and, and partly down to um, to James Cross stealing any player who scores a run or takes a wicket from me. I mean, you, you just described a few of these characters as proper adults. By age, maybe. Uh, I'm not sure in terms of uh, mental intellect. Age <laughs> by shoe size lines. Age and shoe size and waist size. I suppose that leads me on to ask you sort of the, the debate that's being had at the club at the moment about who ate all of the teas. As you, as you know, Langers, the, the twos decided that because we weren't having formal teas being put on, that the, the way we wanted to do it was everyone bring an item um, and in the most COVID safe way possible, we, we put on a bit of a spread and a platter and, and sat around and had a chat under whatever tent or warning we, we happened to be hiding from the rain from. And, and, and this week was no exception. You know, I have to make a, a huge call out to, to Sam Hughes's grandmas or grandmothers, both of them, who are fine concoctors of cakes. And, you know, they did a fantastic job again. And, you know, despite the fact we only had a 25-minute turnaround between innings, there was, there was plenty left over for us to, to come back to after our, our bowling performance. However, with the ones being rained off and... They heard some rumour that some idiot was going to be keeping in the second inning. They decided they would come down to enjoy the hospitality, at, to have a laugh at certain members of the second team. And a certain captain within the team decided that he got a little bit peckish after what looked like nine or ten pints and promptly demolished all the leftover teas. I'm led to believe from his teammates by himself. It doesn't surprise me at all, to be honest, Frenchie. Is he is he bulking ahead of the, the long season ahead? Can he bulk anymore? I mean, you know, the rumour going around the playing circles is he's got the nickname of the Walrus. You know, I'm not I'm not quite sure if he, he needed to go for, you know, the excessive weight gain of two cakes and about 24 sandwiches. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm not quite sure about, uh, just going back to Sam Hughes's grandma's and the concoction of cakes. I, I thought it was a baker myself. Um, but I'm looking forward to the great British concoction of cakes when that comes out on BBC later on this year. Uh, let's move on. I think, you know, you're looking at 150 at the interval. Is that is that a pass score for the pitch you were playing on or are you a bit disappointed with that? I reckon we're probably 20 or 30 short. You know, we, we got ourselves in a, in, a, in a decent position, but we just couldn't really kick on in the, the last 10 overs. They brought their openers back, who are both pretty useful bowlers. Hal's probably one of the quickest we'll face in the league this year. And, and that really sort of halted our momentum a little bit. But yeah, it sort of fell over the line at, at the interval. So yeah, probably about 20 or 30 short of where we'd have liked to have been. 
Okay, and I know after the first game of the season, you you were pretty disappointed that you, you hadn't won the game. But what followed in the next couple of games was a was a a fighting draw or a tie, should I say? And then that that win uh, the week previous is that something you're looking to to move on with next week and and not let not dwell on the loss too much and and hopefully follow it up with a better result? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if even if we look at the bowling performance, right, and you know we got them six down and a pretty useful batting lineup and a couple of things. You didn't quite go our way, you know, where balls go up in the air and fall in gaps and, and things like that. But you look at the positives, and there's two huge positives, and, and that was performances by Sam and performances by Henry. You know, three wickets each. Sam finished uh, 10 overs, 3 for 40. Henry finished 10 overs, 3 for 37. You know, it's a really good efforts from, from both of them. So, you know, we, we take some positives into next week and you know, we didn't didn't quite get enough to put them under loads and loads of pressure, but we we still fought all the way and, and made them work to, to to get the victory. Excellent stuff, and it won't be long before those two young bowlers you mentioned will have uh, got a number of second team games under their belt, and and we'll be calling them experienced players. Hopefully, um, I know you're uh, quite keen to see a live version of the Mac Report, maybe streamed live on Insta. Would you like to share any more on this information? Any ideas that you've got moving forward? Well, I, I just figure that, you know, seeing as the, the government guidance has now changed and we, we can actually sit inside rather than sitting in the rain, but I, I think a, a live panel version of the map report with certain characters from the first, second and third teams will um, will be good value, in, in my opinion. And I guess on, on the subject of, of good value, I wanted to bring my, my final accusation of the piece, as it were, and it was aimed at our, our new Australian... Um, wicketkeeper, Mr Jack Matson, who seemed to be enjoying the hospitality at Bowdoin rather a lot. So much to the point that I, I believe he was giving quite a lot of spray and heckling to the opposition team. I don't know, Lang, as if, if he's going to be on a, a later part of the episode, if you can perhaps level that accusation with him and, and get his thoughts and feelings around it. Yeah, I, in, I intend to do that. Uh, just uh, I've not met Jack; I've just seen him from a distance. Is he is he old enough to drink? Um, he doesn't look it. I mean, he rivals Nipper in size and build, um, and you know you could probably easily mistake him for like a, a younger brother of Miles Bradshaw or Bradley Porter. Yeah, I mean, I said I, I saw him from a distance. Maybe actually he wasn't that far away. Right, thanks, Frenchie. Can you just leave us with a with a player of the day? I know you'd be disappointed with the loss, but you mentioned a few uh, really good performances there with with bat and ball. So, player of the day for me today was Jiggy, um, stepping in sort of late notice, making himself available, and and coming away with fifty. And probably was the first time he's picked for bat in two years. Hopefully, um, and if he's here in Messi, he'll make himself available again for me this weekend. Yeah, I wouldn't give him any choice, mate. I'd just pick him. Yeah, maybe that's what we're going to have to do. It's either him or you, Langers, so, you know, it's going to go pick one him. way. <laughs> Definitely pick him. Right, mate, thanks very much for joining me uh, and I look forward to hearing how you get on next week. Cheers, Langers. No worries. Now, I have been instructed not to spoil the Get It Whacked podcast too much when introducing our first 11 representative this week. But I would like to extend a public warm welcome to our overseas, Jack Matson. Jack, g'day, how are you? Hi Langers, how are you going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. If you could speak in an English accent as we agreed before, mate, that would be great. Brilliant. Um, would you like to comment uh, on Frenchie's reports of what he described as bogan behaviour on Saturday from yourself? He said that Crossy ate all the teas uh, <laughs> and you were quite vocal in your critical feedback of the opposition. 
Yeah, so we, we got caught off pretty early and um, yeah, Crossy forced a lot of us to scull a lot of beers, unfortunately. So we, we did get pretty vocal and then we were also instructed that we could, it was a free-for-all on the cakes and the chocolates. So that's also not our fault. But yeah, it was a good day watching the seconds at a lovely ground out at Bowdoin. Yeah, mate, I'm sure you were instructed that the cakes were up for grabs by by Crossy, so that doesn't really count. But you've got to do as the as the housemate and the and the uh, captain says, I suppose. Exactly. Don't want to throw him under the bus too early. Mate, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'll leave all the background stuff to the award-winning podcaster. You're here to solely to talk about Thursday and Sunday's game. Thursday's night saw Haslington come to Mac for a T20 group group stage match. They always carry quite a spectator party with them when they uh, come over to Mac and probably when they go away anywhere, which is good to see. I know they brought a lot of players with them and a lot of, sorry, spectators with them for the under-19 cup match a few seasons ago. But a team from the league below, we were probably expected to do a little bit better, weren't we? We were. So we we fielded first um, and yeah, it didn't really, didn't really go our way, to be fair. They batted quite well. They had a couple of guys through the middle that yeah, played really well. One got 60, not out. And two other guys, or one got 30 and one got 46. So they got 160 off off a shortened game of 16 overs, which was uh, 154 off 16 overs, which was probably a little bit too many than what we would, would have liked. Having saying that, probably Jack Massey was the pick of the bowlers, only going at six and over. So he got one for 24, bowled pretty well. And then we batted and, yeah, it was, it was tough going, to be fair. Um, lost a few wickets up the top. And yeah, when, once that happens, when you need ten and over, it's it's pretty tough. But um, Birchie was was our best batter, thirty six. He got off just twenty balls with a couple sixes onto the onto the change rooms, which was which was nice to watch. But yeah, we we were well short, unfortunately. So was it wasn't the best day out. No worries. Um, people listening who weren't watching or, or don't know you, Jack, you're a wicketkeeper. Uh, yeah. Who did you enjoy wicketkeeping to on on Thursday night? I enjoyed it all. It was my first my first day out on, on the main ground, so it was very nice. Just yeah, pretty much all of them. It was good to be out there with everyone. First time me uh, playing a game with everyone, but um yeah, no one in particular, I don't think. But probably because you just don't know their names yet, I'm presuming, but you you'll get there in the end. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mate, you, you were I believe you were not out at the end. Um you know, it was gonna be a tough ask, like you said, ten and over. Just a little bit of time in the middle, do you good, you reckon? Yeah. English I think- conditions. Yeah, so it's quite different. Obviously, both both days I've, I've played, it's um, going to take a little bit of getting getting used to the wickets and things. But yeah, even just having a bat out in the middle facing balls is, is going to be better for the long run and hopefully I can make a bit of an impact um, this season. That result on Thursday night wasn't to be. Um, the next match, I think, is away uh, to Congleton on a Sunday. Yep. I think Crossy has arranged that one to fit in with his religious calendar. Um, Saturday <laughs> yes. was rained off, so welcome to England. Yep. Um, so then we we welcomed Oxton for a 40-over Cheshire Cup match uh, on Sunday. When I arrived, it was 92 for two off 21 overs. And to be honest, I thought we looked like we'd be chasing something that was, you know, going to keep us interested. Mate, let's just talk about Brad Porter making his debut as an under-15 for the first yeah. time. Yep. So I was going to say he was definitely definitely the pick of the bowlers um, for Saturday. He had an awesome day. So he opened up, didn't bowl, didn't bowl a bad ball really for his first spell of six. Um, I think he would have gone for maybe 12 or 13 of his first spell. So... Um, awesome outswing bowling um, for young Brad. So a great debut. And I'm sure he's got many to come. And he also took a wicket first ball of his second spell, which was a good reward. Um, and he ended with eight overs, 41. But to be fair, it was 
pretty tough going in his last couple overs. They had some guys just swinging towards the short boundary. Yeah, so yeah, awesome effort by the, by the young young fella. Yeah, it was good to see, and he definitely deserved that wicket. And it it really was a shame seeing those those last two overs when they had a few people left in the shed, so they could take a few risks, like you said, down the leg side. And I think he'll be disappointed with how it finished, but you know he really shouldn't be. And it's going to be good experience for Brad to have bowled those last couple of overs at the end. And um, you know, hopefully, we'll see him playing first team cricket again for for many a year. Yeah, um, sure. cool. The the batting innings uh, didn't start terribly well, did it, with Boner? Um, um, mind you, it looked like he, he got a pretty good ball. Yeah, so we, um, Oxton ended up made a lot. Uh, 290 they got off, off 40 overs, which wasn't great. Once again, our bowling and fielding let us down. Pretty similar to Thursday, I guess. A couple of their guys batted quite nicely. One of them got 100 and another one got 80. Pretty much batted through the whole innings. Um, and yeah, then with our batting, Eddie snicked off first or second ball. Um, and then Harry, uh, Harry Elms and I batted for a little bit. I sort of struggled to get the tempo of the, of the wicket and the and the bowlers a bit um, scratched around for twenty ish, and then Harry eventually got out for forty nine. But he batted really nicely, um, hit a couple of nice pull shots, and yeah, batted really well for forty nine. And then from there it was it was pretty tough going for the other guys. They bowled quite well, had a couple of good spinners through the middle, and yeah, when, when you need sort of nines and tens and over, it's um, tough going. Yeah, so so notable mentions there for Brad, as you just said, and and Harry Elms getting forty nine, avoiding his joke there by by walking down the track to one and and then refusing to run his back back in after the wicketkeeper kindly dropped the ball for him. Yeah. Um, I think maybe a a little bit different from Thursday, the, the Sunday match. That's that's a team from uh, the Cheshire Prem, so um, maybe a little bit more quality in their side. Oh, I think they were just probably more like throughout the team. They probably had eleven consistent like decent players. Whereas Thursday, we sort of just let a couple of their batters um, take control, which is a bit frustrating because that's probably one we should have won. Great stuff, Jack. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming uh, online. You've been helping coach the under-13s this evening, so I know that you're up late and I uh, don't know how the jet lag's treating <laughs> you at the moment. But thanks for coming on and hopefully we'll hear much more from you in the future um, on, on the podcast and hopefully with some Mac reports as well. No worries. See you soon, Langers. Thank you. Nashi Senior joins us today to fill us in on the 4th 11 for Saturday and the Sunday 11, obviously on Sunday. Looking at the results, the rainy weekend seemed like maybe similar to half-time coming when you're raining shots on goal. Did it take the wind out of the 4th 11 sails? What do you reckon, Nashi? Um, it certainly made it more difficult, Langers. Um, thanks for having me, by the way. Um, yeah, the, we started off on, well, I think we started off um, very hesitantly, not really wanting to play at first. And... Uh, Dan Ackley looked like he uh, had the fear of God in him, so he was looking for any excuse not to play a game. So um, he dragged my son in for for a quick match, and um, we got we decided we'd have a bat, and it didn't go to plan, to, to put it bluntly. Uh, we didn't really put anywhere near enough runs on the total. Uh, I think we finished on uh, I think it was about eighty all out, which um, or eighty one out all out, and uh, it was a combination of um, some pretty dodgy shots. Um, a bit of bad luck and then a, a, a bit of a bad run out as well unfortunately that sounds like 4th 11 cricket to me uh, I noticed Matt Cunningham right up the order opening the batting uh, is that a typo? Uh, no no he did he put himself in there he, he started off well he um, hit a nice four to start off with lovely square uh, drive um, really nice shot and to be fair to him, he, he, he played with soft hands, a nice defence shot on the balls, then hit him on the ankle and uh, then rolled onto his uh, leg stump. So I think Matt, Matt is the one who I think can feel a bit hard done by. But uh, after that, 
um, it definitely was uh, fourth team cricket shot making going on. <laughs> uh, I noticed you had Richard Flint in there. He he joined us the other the other day. The best fielder in the club. I, I, I like to describe him as. Talk talk us through the bowling innings. Did he have an influence in the field? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. To, on the batting, I mean, he he didn't do, really do too much. To be fair, he was probably one of the ones guilty of um, a pretty tragic shot. To be fair. Um, but yeah, when we, we we obviously went in with the ball, it, it, rain got a bit heavier. Um, the bowlers were, were doing all right, and then Ben Farmer runs in, bowls a nicer away swinger. The lads sort of got a good thick outside edge on it, and your star man Flinty in the uh, covers, sorry, not in the covers, and in, in Gully is taking a really sharp catch, which um, was probably the highlight of the day for me because it was way above fourth team standard. It lived up to his billing. Never definitely. lets me down. He never lets me down with his fielding, um, which is good because it makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, talk, talk us through the bowling, mate. How, how did uh, Nashi Jr. get on and Ben Farmer opening the bowling? Um, both pretty tough for them, actually. In the first four overs, the, 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 it wasn't too wet. It was, it was just a bit damp. Um, and I think they bowled really well. I think, um, I think Ben's first few overs went for, for not many at all. I think Finn's first few overs went for about 10. And then the rain just picked up, so far as soap in the hands, and it, it just got slippy. And I, I think they got to uh, sort of about 40 or 50 for, for, for two. Um, then it was a bit of a break for rain. And then we got to see um, young Charlie Ackley and Harry Martin. So I think Harry, um, Matt decided to go to spin because it's a bit easier to control within reason within the rain, with what we're having. And um, first time with Charlie Ackley bowling his left arm spin, where I think he came of age a bit, he bowled incredibly well star pick of the bowlers by a long shot and there was some good bowling on, on the day by all um, and he ended up with a forfeit and um, highlight of the day from a bowling point of view was when he bowled the his second wicket he bowled a guy he hit the off stump and the bail landed near the side screen which for a spinner is is not very normal so that was the sort of pace he was getting <laughs> it down with stiff from Charlie. He's, he's coming on really well, uh, and like you said, he finished with four wickets, so he'll he'll be expecting to be bowling that first change a little bit more often. I, I think. Um, let's move on to to Sunday. The Sunday eleven were, were on a bit of a roll, weren't they? I think they had back to back wins or, or something similar. Uh, definitely some successes. Uh, so it probably had to end somewhere. I think Matt won the toss and elected to field. Uh, which obviously put Elworth CC into bat. It's hard to tell on play cricket. There's a few unsures of uh, who the who the names are. So I'm hoping Nashi you're going to be able to fill us in with who those people were. But it looked like Ben and Finn opened the bowling again. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Elworth. I don't. Um, I think because obviously cricket was rained off on the Saturday. I think they decided to put certainly what I would say was a pretty solid Sunday team out. Um, and certainly the first uh, three batsmen were very capable. Uh, the number three. Uh, I think he was a 17-year-old lad. Looks like he'll, he'll definitely be a first-team player at some point. Um, but, yeah, Finn and Ben opened up really tight. I mean, he did not get away. I think after 12, 12 or 13 overs, he only had 30 on the board. Really good control. Matt got, you know, Matt got the field right to it all as well, you know, to sort of kill off any of their shots. And to be honest with you, um, it was a pretty good performance in the field on, on what I think was a, against one of the a team that I think would certainly be capable of giving some of our higher teams on a Saturday a good game. Um, and I think they ended up, I've not got the score in front of me, but it was probably in the sort of the 170s, 180s. And I think in general, the, the performance was pretty good. The unsures, I couldn't tell you what their names were. Uh, I coined them Sebblersfield because I think the night before, uh, Matt was struggling to get a team and Sebby um, managed to ring in about four of his mates to play. 
Um, one of them in particular definitely got potential as a bowl. I think he bowled seven overs, one for something. Um, if somebody can find out who he was, definitely worthwhile trying to get him to play some fourth team or maybe even a bit of third team cricket. Runs it off about four yards, whacks it down and gets a bit of swing. So he was pretty good. And um, also Mr. Paul, um, sorry, Mr. Farmer behind the stumps, got to give him a mention. Um, the, the opposition uh, complained about how loud he was because you heard him every single ball. Uh, some of the mm-hmm. crowd complained about how loud he was because you heard him every single ball. But the keeping was pretty spot on. So um, good job by Robin as well. Yeah, you definitely want to hear your wicketkeeper though. So I don't know what they're complaining about there. I think the problem was, Lang, as they could hear him in Sandbatch, it was pretty loud, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, l- looking at the, the, the you know the other side there that, you, that you've mentioned, they chose to take a different approach to their, their cricket being cancelled on on Saturday then by the sounds of it. Whereas you might have heard Frenchie and, and Jack talking about uh, the first team is going to watch the second team on Saturday uh, over at Bowdoin. Elworth decided to get some runs and get some wickets under their bo- uh, belts by, you know, coming along on Sunday. It was, definitely, it was definitely a combination of third and second team players there. There, was, there wasn't any fourth team players or Sunday players in that team on the day. And as I've said to Matt, and finally I've been proved wrong, which doesn't happen very often if you speak to any of the kids that I teach, but I, I did mention consecutive weeks that scoring over 120, over 130 runs uh, week in, week out for the Sunday eleven would mean they would win more games than they uh, lose. This one, obviously, they've lost, but I do stand by my statement. And looking at the batting there, everybody's sort of making a contribution. Alistair opening the batting gets into double figures. One of Sebi's mates, by the looks of it, 28. Uh, Finn himself getting 23. Ben Farmer, 14. Robin Farmer, 40. So everybody's getting little starts there and making contributions. How much did the poor weather during the week add to maybe a, a poor batting track or was it not that? Um, to be fair, um, I don't know if you've played at Elworth before, but there's a ridge on at one end and um, if you hit, if you can get the ball in the right sort of area, it'll sort of jump through a little bit and the, the rain has definitely freshened it up a little bit. When we turned up, it was as green as could be and then the groundsman gave it a mow. Um, to be fair, though, they've posted 180 on it. And I think our lads batted pretty well. I, you know, like you say, Alistair, and um, I'm sorry, Sevy's friend, I can't remember what your name is, but he, he actually could play some some shots. There was uh, there was definitely a bit of um, swinging and missing going on. But then at the same time, when he connected, he, he really put it away. And I think they put on 30 on in no time and, and was solid. And then um, we lost a, a couple of wickets. Finn came in, um, you know, he batted really well. Some really nice cover drives and stuff like that in there. And him and Ben, when they were together, great running between. Ben, unfortunately, gave his wicket away a little bit. He, he got a, a full toss at him and eyes lit up and pumped it, you know, to sort of um, mid-off, unfortunately. And then um, Robin came in and, uh, you know, Robin can hit the ball as hard as anyone I've ever played cricket with. It, it is like a traceable at how hard he hits that ball. Um, and unfortunately, I think if Finn had stayed with him for a bit longer, Finn got quite a good ball, got bowled with like a Yorker-type delivery. Um, I think they could have actually won it because Robin was not going to get out and he just needed some to stay with him. So, you know, unfortunately, the lads just below Robin just couldn't stay with him, unfortunately. I really think the Saturday 4th 11 and the, the Sunday 11 are going from strength to strength. I know there's some familiar names in there uh, day by day, but that's absolutely fine. And, and there's a, a lot of guys there that want to play a lot of cricket, which is which is really good to see. Um could you give us a man of the day 
or indeed a, a player of the day for Saturday and for Sunday, please, Nashi. Yeah, without a shadow of doubt, it's got to be Charlie Ackley on the, the Saturday. It was a bit of a coming-of-age moment for him. You know, he's, he's gone to left-arm spin. He's learning a new art. It's going to take time, but he's got real potential. And if he can harness that performance and take that forward, there's a really good spinner in there in the future. Um, and then on the, on the, on the Sunday... There was lots of good performances, um, but it's got to go to Rob Farmer. You know, Robin Farmer. His keeping was excellent. He, he, you know, I was taking you know the mick about how loud he was, but you do need players that are going to keep younger players going, and he was there constantly. And um, his batting was was ruthless. I mean, you know, another four, four or five overs of Robin, we would have won that game, and um, still plenty to offer in, in cricket terms. And there we go, people of Sandbach. The GBH to the ears that you might have heard on Sunday didn't go unwarranted and, and player of the day there for Sunday going to Robin Farmer. Nashi, thanks for joining us. Uh, hopefully we'll get to catch up with you again later on in the season. It's nice to hear a, a different voice. Um, and good luck for, for the rest of the season with, with uh, any of the cricket that you're watching, playing or indeed coaching. Yeah, cheers, Langers. See you soon. Cheers, mate. Bye. Well, thanks for everyone for tuning in this week. Uh, another sort of rain-affected week, really, with Saturday cricket. We hope that we'll be getting better forecasts in future weeks, although looking at next Saturday, not necessarily. The first team are due to be playing away at Grappenhall. The second 11 are due to be home against Nantwich. The third team hopefully will be playing against Maritime and Bowdoin Vale will be welcoming our fourth 11 on Saturday. On Sunday, the women have a fixture against Broadbottom and the Sunday 11 will be playing Lindo at home. Thank you for tuning in and we hope that next week we'll have a little bit more cricket to talk about.